Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey friend, I am super excited to introduce to you a new friend of mine. Actually, I've been kind of observing her journey as an entrepreneur for the past year or so, and said, let's, let's do it. Let's do an episode. So I'm excited to introduce you to my friend and sister in Christ, Kara. Kara is, um, she, I'll let her tell you what she does. So it is such a cool concept. And what she does is she helps college students come out of college debt free. Some of you are like, I wish I had that. And she does this in a variety of ways. And so I just wanted to bring her on to share her journey of entrepreneurship, of her, she has a podcast, all the things, and just let her share her testimony because I think it's going to bless you today. So welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you so much. So first off, I want to say I'm honored that someone else knew who I was and like watching because in my mind, Heather was kind of like that person in our uh, business and podcast group who like was ahead of everyone, it felt like, but that's just because I was just starting everything. So I love the opportunity. Yeah. So um, my general bio, let's see if I can change this to first person, shall we? Um, (laughs) I graduated from college debt-free. I now really want to have a quest to help others do the same. So I have a podcast, Money and Mental Peace, And I'm working on an upcoming course called the Debt-Free College Blueprint, literally planning to launch within a month. So let's hope that actually works or God's timing, right? Amen. So I usually tell people I'm a 20-something Christian entrepreneur, amateur snowboarder, and recovering overachiever because I'm not entirely recovered yet, but I'm recovering. So (laughs) I'm definitely a nerd with like budgeting and goal setting and like living debt-free lifestyle. But I love coming on here now to talk a little bit more of the entrepreneurial side because I don't get to do that all the time. So um, that's me in a nutshell. I love it. Yes. And I think, you know, that's, that's the cool part. It's, it's a journey and every next level of us, we get to help the person a few steps behind us. So yeah, tell me a little bit about going through college and was that a goal of yours to come out debt-free? Like, did you go into college with that goal in mind? Tell me a little bit about that because I know there are so many people listening who are still paying like, okay, you're in their 20 somethings, but there are women in their 30, 40, 50 somethings like they didn't come out of school debt-free. And I think the concept of what you're doing is so much of what we're doing as adults is we're doing damage control. And so what you're doing is preventing the damage uh, at at such a young, vulnerable stage of life when you're trying to get into the world. And so I just, I love what you're doing. So yeah, tell me a little bit about your journey to that. Sure. And in the first, um, when you first introduced me and asked about 
um, testimony. I, I think testimony can be connected to our career and stuff too, but I'm going to go <clears throat> really early for a second there. And I was raised in a Christian household. Um, but I love that my parents like taught me all of that, but we're like, God doesn't have grandkids. Like you need to be researching and learning for yourself too, which I appreciate because a lot of people nowadays are like, Oh no, our child is looking at other religions. Like I was just learning all sorts of stuff and I loved it. And so my testimony, um, yes, I think God drew me to himself at a young age. I, I understood enough and believed when I was four. However, I went through this mind process of like, is there actual, um, science, logic, intellectual reasoning for the existence of God of a higher power, maybe not the Christian God, but just a higher power. And we can talk about all the details, but that's not really in this podcast. Let's just say I got to that point of research. Then it was like, is the Bible historically true and accurate? I mean, even non-Christian scholars and historians verify that Jesus lived, you know, the historicity of the Bible translations lasting throughout the generations And then what does Jesus say about himself? He was either a lunatic liar or Lord, right? So um, people followed him like he was learned, a rabbi. So he wasn't, uh, didn't sound like a lunatic and he could have been lying, but um, his disciples were martyred and went to the grave holding this. If, If it had turned out to be a lie, then I think they would have let it go before then. And um, if there's a higher power, like I had already specified that I had looked into, Mm -hmm. then um, it's not a stretch to say he rose from the dead. So it's just like, that's, that's more as I became a teenager, my thought process of not only there's faith, but the Christian walk is very much related to logic, to Mm -hmm. science, to intellectual reasoning. So that's kind of the background of my testimony. If we want to go there. Oh, I love that. Well, I love that's so good. And um, I just appreciate you sharing that because I, I have three kiddos and my oldest is very analytical, very logical. And he asks me some really tough questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not. I'm very emotional. I'm very one of my gifts. Uh, spiritual gifts is gift of faith. So I don't really need to see it to believe it. I can have that faith. that's like, yes. Yeah. So logic to me sometimes is not really a requirement. And he asks some really tough questions and it's because I understand neuroscience and I understand the brain. Um, it's really made me kind of take a step back and say, how can I meet him where he is and answer these questions in a way that allows him to allow the Lord to reveal it to him. Like I don't have to take the pressure of Mm -hmm. being the answer to his questions, but that I can lead him to the one who has the answer. And so some of the things you just shared, I'm like, this is going to be my son's journey. So you give me hope in that even if he does explore some of those things that as a parent, your parents were probably like you said, Oh my goodness, my daughter is tiptoeing into these, you know, uh, whatever, a new age, a cult, or some, uh, just something that's not of the Lord that we know, mm-hmm. but that Jesus led you directly to him, even as you explored those things. So, oh gosh, that was not where we wanted to go in this. Oh, not, not, <laughs> not where we wanted, but um, we prayed before this, like Holy Spirit, take it wherever you want it. But I love that. And you said, son, that God doesn't have grandkids. I don't think I've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that just because your parent is a Christian that's, or just cause you're a Christian, your kid isn't necessarily 
going to be automatically or whatever. I don't mean like depressing, like there's not going to be, but I mean, it's not automatically. Right. Like, yes, that, that, that we want to raise up a child in the way he should go. Right. But at the same time, I love that even in the sense that God doesn't have grandkids, like, um, I just, I just, I love that. I, that just struck me. I wrote that down. I'm like, I love that quote. I don't um, think I've ever heard that, but even from a financial perspective, right. That it sounds to me like that encouraged you to start like owning, owning your, owning your own life, like owning mm-hmm. your own choices, owning your own decisions, owning your, your path that you're on with the Lord, of course. Yeah. So Oh, that's so good. Such, such rich meat. And then the other thing we talked a little about flow. Um, that is one of the keys to made to flow Academy, which is one of my programs and the flow there's five principles to flow. And one of them is to forget logic and operate in wisdom because mm-hmm. logic will get us stuck trying to make sense of things. And sometimes God doesn't make sense. Sometimes it, it, we won't know, I think, until we meet him and we get to ask those questions, but so good. There's a balance. Do you mind if I interrupt real quick? Yeah, go for it. Some people love like apologetics. Some people are like, oh no, it takes like the faith out of it. Uh Apologetics is for breaking down the barriers to faith. It's so it's, it's amazing. And like logic is amazing because our God is ordered and logical, Mm -hmm. but you're right that you're not going to take it to the other extreme, Right. right? And you're not going to, because what I go to is it has to be, do I believe this with logic beyond a reasonable doubt? Now, like gravity, do you know gravity is still technically a scientific theory because we don't know everything about it, but it's pretty much accepted beyond a reasonable doubt. So I'm taking the logic to a point beyond the reasonable doubt, even though we don't have the 112% of absolute. So there's absolutely faith, but like, I just want to clarify, there's that balance with logic because like even knowing the sun will rise the next day. Like, we don't know that, but it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. That's where I take logic with faith. Yes, absolutely. And, and we can find it if we dig in it, but part mm-hmm. of that unstuck is like, we get stuck in logic for too long. Sometimes yeah. you need and to have heavenly wisdom. Exactly. When you get to that point. Exactly. Yep. I think, I think we're on the same page there. I love it. Yeah. And I love um, I love where you're going with all this. So, okay. Thank so you. you have your journey with the Lord. You kind of just explored, like, is this real? Is what I've been told my whole life real? And and you confirm that. And so, yeah, keep going. Tell us. Okay. Well, I will say that it's always like, um, a journey because doubts and questions are wonderful for God to reveal himself. Don't like be concerned with that, but I am very emotional with stuff too. And I really need to like intimately connect with God and pray and like feel stuff as well. But let's take the logical part and take it to money. So I'd say my parents are good with money. I'd say I'm fanatical. (laughs) That doesn't mean like I'm better than other people in a certain way. It's just like my intrigue and how it can work. So I was uh, homeschooled. That's probably another reason that I could uh, go research stuff on my own. But um, in when I was 16, I took Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University for like a like personal finance credit. Right. And so I was like, what? I can be a millionaire. Like, I mean, money isn't everything, but we got to remember the Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. Right. It says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. There's a difference there. Mm-hmm. And so like kingdom work, kingdom business, kingdom money can like, I, th- I don't know if it was C.S. Lewis or somebody said like, maybe it was Zig Ziglar. Like, like I would think I'm going to butcher this, but I would think the Christians of the world should be the ones who have all the 
pearls and diamonds or something to use them well. You, yes. know, to, you know, in the biblical parable of the talents is that those that invested and handled it well were given more. So to not be afraid of money. And I was like, this is awesome. And there's like a logical step process of investing in different things to like, because when you're a teenager, like a millionaire, that sounds great. I mean, it still sounds great, but like that was the mindset, right? So anyone listening that's concerned millionaire is evil, money is not evil. It's if you're going to use it. But I was like, well, the first step is I do want to go to college. So I need to get through it debt-free then if I'm going to be able to launch into this. Now, um, Dave Ramsey takes it to that point of like cash and scholarships and stuff, but I am thankful God has led me through like (laughs) stepping stones of random other things. So I'll try to kind of summarize it fast because you can listen to the podcast for more content. But um, basically my friend's mom had learned about a how to test out of classes. So there are CLEP tests, there are DSSTs. Um, you know, there's more, I explain it, what those all are, but basically you already know something or you study <clears throat> something on your own and you go take the test and you can get the college credits for like hundred bucks. So even now I've since learned that there are ways to get reimbursed for that. And so some people are getting all of those for free. So wow. But we're talking about entrepreneurship. No, but I love it because I think just so even what you're sharing is there are solutions. Oh, yeah. There are solutions, right? You just, yeah. but you were either, you know, connected to the right people to help. Um, God's the source and other people are resources, right? So yeah. you understanding us, understanding who God is, and that flows into entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are resources that God wants us to use in order to fulfill our calling. Yes, absolutely. And that, that led into um, other scholarships, definitely paid some cash, um, got some grants at one point. I had an internship with the National Park Service. So there was like a scholarship award with that. And um, last point is other random things like I got paid to take notes. I became a note taker in a class I was already in. I had easy jobs where I just answered phones. So I did my homework. So I say I was paid to do homework. I was paid to work out because I worked at a gym that nobody came to. So I just worked out and got paid. Like there are all these hacks, but now it took me longer um, because I, I feel like God was training me in all these steps. And whenever something went wrong, I was like, oh, well, I wanted to write a book. That was my goal. I turned out, I did a podcast instead, but basically if something went wrong, I was like, oh, it's just another chapter in my book. Like, it's okay. And like for us out there, if something goes wrong, like it's just another step of what you're learning to have the character, because I think God wants us to have the care. If if we're going to become millionaires, not that that has to be the end goal, but we have to have the character before the currency. Somebody said that, and I like the word. So like, he's probably not going to give you the money until you can actually handle it. So basically it took me longer to get through college, but it was worth it. I say, because I graduated at 25 and the next month I started a business and started investing for retirement because I had nobody to pay back. So even if something takes longer, it's often worth it to do it the right way. I love that. Yeah. We actually just talked about that verse that says basically um, success quick ends quick. I'm totally paraphrasing that, but it's like, if you, and so that's really just goes to what you're saying. If it takes a little bit longer, um, you have to have the character before the currency. I love that. Yeah. We think about, um, uh, David being anointed way before he got into the castle, into the, 
you know, the, mm-hmm. the, I say, I say castle, but I assume it was castle? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah, not a castle. Fortress, whatever. Some, some sort of, palace. you know, it's a palace. The palace. Yes. Uh, that didn't come out right. I was like, that doesn't sound biblical castle, but um, yes, but he was anointed way before that. And God was building up his character in the fields as a shepherd boy. Um, and so he does that to us too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, okay. So you're going through college, you're finding all these interesting ways to have income and you get out of school, you have income that you now can invest in. So how did you get into this entrepreneurial? So first of all, what did you go to school for? So I actually did get a business, um, a business degree in marketing. Okay. And a, a math minor. I'm a nerd and I loved it. But this is perfect um, for you. This is the perfect, yeah. So I'm like, look at what God led because I was always like, all right, that career, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. Like, and I always said I was never going to have a business, but I imagined that as like having my own storefront and having to go there all the time. So no. Brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't let that fool you. I kind of was like also following God in the dark to just name a major because eventually it became, I just want to make my own content, write a book, do something. So I just got to finish school. And that's not always the best way to go through school. But since I was doing it debt free, like I was like, and I was doing math, I kind of picked marketing because it was way easier. <laughs> like literally I'm doing all of this, like post calculus three, like statistics class. And then I was like, make a PowerPoint. <laughs> for my business class. Like it was so easy. I don't, I don't mean if you're having a hard time in business out there, it's always easy, but I was kind of, it might've been a bad reason, but I really was like daily trying to have devotions. And I felt like that step of like, I don't feel like God is hitting me with a lightning bolt. So I'm just doing the next step and asking God to close the door. That was kind of my mindset. So that's what I went in, but let me clarify. I learned probably 5% in college, probably like 20% trying to do a business on my own. And then probably like 85% with Stephanie gas on marketing, you know? So like, even though I studied marketing, don't let that fool you that that meant I was primed for it all because I needed everything else after it, to be honest. But I have been doing some internships, um, summer full-time job. And I was like, I was doing it but I was like, I just want to work for my own dreams. I feel like I'm working for someone else's dreams and that's not bad, but at least I'm talking, I'm talking to entrepreneurs here. So I think you understand, like, I just, I just, and I, and then I, I ran into like guilt of like, am I being selfish and whatever? But I was like, I just wanted to do my own thing. And I remember praying, um, kneeling at my bed, praying. And I remember this vividly, uh, the summer before I graduated. So I graduated in December. So I had like a senior semester. And I was like thinking people say you're an expert in something, or at least have expertise. And it has to be like so many years or so many hours you've been doing it. I was like, well, I know how to find scholarships, (laughs) you know, like I just, I am just sick of college. I had senioritis. I was done. I was so glad I could be out, but like, I know where stuff is like, I could find scholarships for people in an hour that would take them days. So I started a business. Well, no, wait. So I, then I went into my senior year and I prayed about it and I decided I was starting a business after, which is really nice. Cause then, you know, I was just done with school. Like I was mentally out and then I didn't have to look for a job when everyone else was stressing over a job. So I felt kind of like elite in that. I was like, I'm just going to start my own business. <laughs> Not that that always works out, but so then I ended up um, 
just telling friends and put it on Facebook and doing whatever. And I started this business where I had started an LLC, right? That's pretty much the only money I spent because I had my laptop. You can get on free databases online. I had internet or I could go to the library. And I just guaranteed that I could find students about $10,000 in scholarship opportunities, but they had to apply for them. But at least I could do all the back-end research and make sure it worked for their eligibility. Like if they were going to be part-time or full-time, if they were an incoming freshman or a junior, if what their nationality was, what, you know, like I made sure the stuff applied to them. So that's how I started. Um, And it was good for a while until I also got sick of that. (laughs) But um, I don't know if you want me to launch into everything else yet. Yeah, go for it. I love that. And what I hear you saying is like, you worked with what you had. Yeah. And that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs. Like we can even have a bigger vision and that's okay. And sometimes we don't have the bigger vision. Like, did you know coming out of college or going in that senior year that you were going to be where you are today? Probably not. Did you think no. you were going to have a podcast? Did you think you're going to have a course? Did you think you, but you worked with what you had. And I actually shared this in uh, the seek first uh, inner circle, this vision that the Lord gave me, I, um, I say I'm bougie on a budget. I love nice things, but I love finding a good deal. So I love like Marshall's and TJ Maxx. And every time I go in there in like the baby section, I always see the little months of babies. And it just, the Lord kind of showed me an image of how cute it is to see the baby at one month, the baby at two months, the baby at three months. And what if we could look at our entrepreneurial journey, just like that, or the business idea that we have, what if we could see it as really cute and sweet and innocent? And, um, it doesn't have to be the full thing right when God gives us the vision or right when we have the idea, but that we can really really adult stress. Yeah. Like enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. So I was like, I'm going to start taking those little images and like the little plaques and putting one month. This is my one month. Um, and, and just honoring it where it's at. So, um, yeah, you worked with what you got and it got you, it was a stepping stone to continue to get you to where you are today. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about where you are today. Sure. I want to, um, name something real first, real first. That's how you talk. Um, that in my mind, I was still going through the Dave Ramsey baby steps in the sense of the first step is saving an emergency fund, which I had had because as a kid, I was a saver anyways. And then Uh, no debt. So I didn't really have to pay off debt, but I just had to finish school. Uh And then um, you have a fully funded emergency fund. So three to six months of expenses. And I definitely had a pretty solid of that because I was trying to start a business. And, um, and then the next step is investment. So I had started to do that. I didn't exactly do the full amount. So I was still trying to do my business. Um, Oh, I also give to my church and such. I think, you know, that's important and whatever else. But I started into my Roth IRA because, I mean, I didn't have a 401k like I was Mm self-employed. Now, um, also since then, I did pick up a part-time job for two reasons. One, I had learned that business sometimes is feast or famine. So at least if I had a part-time job, I had gas money and like some other stuff, right? 
but two, it was, it was actually in 2021. So after, okay, so I graduated in 2019. So 2020, we're all home, right? And I'm starting a business, which was kind of a good opportunity, but um, still it was kind of weird. So like by 2021, I needed to get out of the house. So the part-time job was also to go do work somewhere and then leave it there. And I loved that because yes. it was really part-time. It's like 10 hours a week, but I just do work there and then I leave it there. And so like, if anyone's listening and you you still have to have another job or whatever. Like, don't feel bad on that. Like that's probably giving you a break at this point too. So, um, that took me to the next step of where I, how I'm getting to where I am here. Okay. So last June or so I had found Chelsea Joe's systemize your life podcast. And I was like, okay, I need this because I'm feeling like the whole like, it's great to have your own business and be home, but then like, it's, it's like, it bleeds into your other life and it's overwhelming. So that was awesome. And even though that was encouraging, I was starting to just kind of get, maybe the word is disillusioned with how I was doing this because I was earning money on my own. And I kind of enjoyed what I really enjoyed too, was like not going in for 40, 40 hour work week and like having to get ready for that. And so like, I actually had some longer God time and devotional times. And I felt like that kept me connected. Right. But there's a couple things that happened. Um, I did get to a point where just after 2020, a lot of people had this too, and just, and trying to do my own business, I was just having a hard time handling like anxiety with things. So I saw a therapist, which any entrepreneur out there probably could benefit from that at some point. And it was really, um, And let me say this, it took a while for me to actually do it, not because I was against that, but because it wasn't like I had some like deep, terrible trauma in my childhood. It seemed like it was a little more surface level stuff, but even if something's surface level, don't negate that you can go get help for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was almost like I would sometimes feel just like overwhelmed and kind of off in my mental health, but it wasn't constant. So then I would forget about it and then it'd come back and then I would forget about, you know, like, so um, don't disregard if you need to get some help, even if it's more like mild, that's what I called it, but it still helped. So I did that, but also, um, I was changing some of my supplements around a little bit and I got COVID. So like I didn't get COVID where I couldn't breathe, but I got COVID where I was so exhausted that I thought maybe I had mono, Mm. but I heard a lot of people had that with COVID too, but I didn't go to get checked because I was like, I barely could get to the car. Like it was like, I couldn't sit up for more than a few minutes. Like I was that exhausted. Like I would like walk to the bathroom, like hunched over holding onto something like it was. And I think people, I don't always realize because I'm generally healthy. And a lot of people don't always realize when you're, when you're physically, um, struggling or disabled, that brings you down mentally too. Mm -hmm. So I was having that mixed up with, um, what am I doing with my business? I don't know if I want to do this long term mixed up with, I couldn't get up and this was two weeks. So like, at least I could breathe. Cause that would have been scary. So basically I was really low and I was getting really depressed with all of that. Um, even though I did have time to watch some good shows. So it's kind of like that in between, you know, um, as an entrepreneur, it's probably not good to binge watch stuff all the time, but you could just save it till you're sick and then do it. Like, don't feel guilty in that. Okay. That's my side note. Um, (laughs) so, or honestly, I leave shows sometimes till I'm on my period and then I just watch it. So, um, I love the side notes. These are good. (laughs) 
Um, I was kind of, I had gotten to a point. It was like, I just, I was really low. I wasn't like suicidal, but I was like, okay, I can see how if someone has this for a long time or gets even worse, how you don't want to like live in this mindset. So I think that was good to empathize and relate to people. And I know that I generally talk to college students um, and I wasn't in college anymore, but trying to do my own business was like doing homework. So I felt like I could still relate. So then I kind of slowly got led to Stephanie Gass through knowing Chelsea and whatever else. And cool thing. So, okay. To clarify, she has a podcast on podcasts and then she also has courses and such. Um, She's been I a guest was, on the show here. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys yeah. know. I always well, recommend a- Steph. When people ask me, how do I start a podcast? Can you help me? I'm like, I could help you, but I have a way better resource for you. Good. Yeah. We're going to assume then at this point, people know what I'm talking about. So basically, you know, already I'm not really a spender, <laughs> um, but I have become an investor. And so like, I think God had to get me to a point. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. So I to get myself going as I physically felt a little better, I would make myself get up like every two hours, which I know some people are like, Oh, you rested all that time. But like, I couldn't get up. Okay. So, and I would just do something and I started, and I think again, this is Holy spirit guiding me for thoughts and next steps. I started writing down some goals that I just loose ends of things I wanted to finish both in business and my life. And I, and I looked through it and I was like, okay, this could probably take four to six months. Cause I was also doing like work and other stuff, you know? And I was like, I'm going to, I was kind of like, just presented it before God. And I was like, I'm going to work on these things as I slowly get better and feel better. And, um, if nothing really changes with this business, I think I probably need to get a full-time job. Like I could still do my finding scholarships as a side hustle. Cause I could still get some solid money from that, but it wasn't, um, exciting my heart. It was more just money. So I had prayed on that. And then I had kind of just put my head down and tried to kind of get rid of the emotion of that and be like, I'm just going to do these things. Can I stop you there? I just want to yeah. like highlight that. And what happens a lot in the entrepreneurial journey, I see it over and over. It's happened to me too, is that the thing that once lit us up becomes a J-O-B, mm-hmm. right? It turns into the very thing that so many of us either wanting to quit the job or wanting to, you know, wanting to get into this entrepreneurial thing. And so I just want to like highlight that. I love that you recognize that it was an income and it was a paycheck, but it wasn't giving you joy. It wasn't lighting you up anymore. It wasn't doing what it used to do. And I think that's a really important part along our journey to recognize when that joy is gone. And then knowing that that's probably a sign that the Lord wants to take you in a, in a different direction or a further, like take you further into something and that not to stay stuck in that because of the money. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so easy to stay stuck in something because of the money. And then what happens, like I said, it turns into a J-O-B, something that you have to show up to that starts to drain your energy and all the other things. And then, yeah, it's the very thing that we try to avoid, but we even let our entrepreneurial endeavors become jobs. Mm-hmm. So I just love that you said that. I felt like to add that in there. Um, yeah, keep sharing. My, well, I was kind of, I, so I'm a little behind in my work stuff right now because we've had a lot of family in town with summer and stuff. And my mom was like, wow, your boss is really hard on you. And I was like, I know it's myself. Like, <laughs> so like, there's a point that that happens. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but I think 
the clarifying point is I was telling God, I want to love, I just want to level up. I want to feel like I've gotten to a next step and it doesn't have to be an amazing step. I was just, and I'm not even like a gamer all the time, although I like to play some game, like video games sometimes, but I just was like, I need to level up. But since we're self-employed, like I could tell myself, okay, Kara, once you get these goals done that you think might take four to six months, you will have leveled up, whatever that means. I don't even care. I just needed in my mind to say that I had leveled up to a point and then I could get a bit other job or whatever else. Well, that is the point. And I feel like this is, this is so funny because like, anybody listening, I'm just a regular person. And like, in my mind, like, this is something that I would hear on a podcast of like an entrepreneurial story and be like, "Um, wow, I want to do that someday. Or like God guides me to that point, but I'm just so regular and normal that it can happen for you too. And so like, I I tell everyone, I tell everyone I poop just like you. Okay. (laughs) So like, I mean, uh, we are all human. The person you're idolizing, they poop just like you too. So at least I hope so, because I think we all should do that kind of normal. Um, but yeah, I just level at that out when people elevate, you know, even it's just, um, I've been in certain careers where, um, I mean, it really can become a form of idol worship of a person. And I just always felt weird. I'm like, I'm just a person just like you. Like I just love the Lord and I want to serve people and I want to do something that brings me joy. And so, yeah, I love that you said that. Yeah. We are all, we're all God's, God's kids. That's it. And he has a purpose for each of us. And that looks different, but we're all on a journey. And I love how you've just woven in so naturally how the Lord has been the forefront of even this and this journey. So when I became an entrepreneur, that's part of my testimony is I didn't see it as a means of, I didn't, I didn't, it's not that I didn't see God in it, but it had nothing to do with that. It was out of desperation to be able to be home with my son and quit my corporate career. And when the Lord showed me that he wanted to be part of it and he wanted to co-labor with me, like it wasn't just working for the Lord, it was working with the Lord. And he gave me this new understanding of what that even means, but you have so much wisdom and I just love you because you are already doing what a lot of women in their thirties and forties and like didn't really see. And so I just want to encourage you in that to keep him at the forefront because you're doing an awesome job. Thank you so much. I I think it's all God. And I think one way that he used and just anyone listening for your kids, like you're probably out of college point at this point. It's because I graduated debt-free. That's why I could do this now. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like it's totally possible if you're, if you're in this zone of, um, I'm, I'm listening to Heather, I'm doing this career life. I want my kids to have that opportunity. They might not become entrepreneurs. Like that's totally fine. But, um, financial, being good steward of God's money opens up so many opportunities, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I was all depressed afterwards, <laughs> I ended up not really doing that and starting a business. I ended up <clears throat> getting connected with Steph and doing some of her courses, which I'm so surprised that I even spent money on that because I'm such a saver, but it's investment. And it was, that was a point where I was like, I'm not sure I have the spiritual gift of faith per se, but I think God gives us gifts in different phases of life that I really could see this being a vision of what could happen. And I felt like I had enough, like God holding me up faith that I could be like, yep, I could put some money into this. And it was also because I didn't spend all my money on college 
again, this is one of those things, like, I feel weird saying it sometimes, but we're talking about money. So I kind of have to say, I didn't only graduate debt-free. I graduated with $10,000 in the bank that I had saved that I didn't need to use because I got scholarships. So I was like, I had this money and I was like, and I didn't really want to spend it to start a business, but God was kind of like, now it's time to invest. Like now God it's was, time to do God was investing in you. He's I like, think so. let me be an investor into this thing that, oh, I love that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's really good. And what I hear you say too, is you had peace. You know, it didn't typically go against your normal behavior, your normal decisions, um, yeah. maybe even logic coming in there like, well, I shouldn't, um, all those things. However, you had peace about it. And that's, that is one of the things I always share with my clients that peace is a yes. No peace is a no. And it might be a no, not right now, but it's a, it's a no. And I've, I've personally made business decisions without peace, trying to make sense of it and trying to justify it. And it never turned out really well. So that is my like first thing. I have to have peace about it and it doesn't have to make sense, but if I have that peace that surpasses all understanding that I know that I know that this, I don't really know what, but just have peace. And so that is my my green light. Go ahead. You can do it. Cool. Yeah. And can I clarify that it wasn't like, like God speaks to us in different ways in our life situations, but it's not, it wasn't like an audible voice deal. It was literally like, a, I'm trying to actually, this is how I tell people choosing a major in college. Cause that's who I talk with. It's like, you already, if you already have a relationship with God and are investing in it and, and no known like sin you're needing to confess or whatever. Like, I mean, there can be stuff that like we're trying to grow and we're not sure, but like sometimes there's glaring things, right? So just staying in alignment and looking at options, praying over them, asking wise counsel. But if God still is not like lightning bolt, here is this. He's not only our father and and savior, he's a mentor in the sense of there's a point where he kind of just wants you to make your own decision within reason. So I literally was like, I was, I was on my laptop and I was like, I was going to pay for this. And I was like, this is so weird to me, God. And I, <clears throat> I literally grasped my right hand. Like I was holding his hand and I was like, I'm just doing this. Cause I think this is the next step. But if I am totally not hearing you correctly, like, I'm sorry, will you just stop it? Because I, I, and it, and it wasn't like, I, I really knew deep inside I was going the wrong way. It was like, I honestly was neutral about anything. And so I just went ahead and did it trying to hold his hand and pray over it. And I think a lot of people want to wait for a yes. And yes, we need to not have a no, but sometimes it's not glaring. Sometimes it has to be, I am holding your hand. I am praying over this constantly. And I, I think I'm doing the right thing and just shut it, shut the door. If not, like, sometimes it's kind of like, like if you, anyone has kids, you're not going to micromanage everything that your kid's deciding. And I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you should help them decide, but I mean, even if it's like what pair of socks to wear when nobody's going to see it in the boots, like sometimes God just wants us to decide on the socks, you know, Um, we have free will and we have choice. And I love that my husband's been in a situation (laughs) where it came down to career path and, um, he, went to our pastor at the time and just was really seeking wise counsel because he was just really kind of internally wanting to do the right thing. And I think as believers, we want to do the right thing. And what you're sharing is exactly what our pastor had shared with him years ago. And this was like a decade or so ago, just saying like, sometimes God just 
wants you to make a decision and he's going to guide your steps. Yep. So if in, and that's one. what the Holy spirit is for, if it turns out to be the wrong thing, um, the Holy spirit gives you discernment and wisdom and he is our counselor. He is our right. He wants to guide us. And so I think, and I think that's one of the tactics in the entrepreneurial journey that so many women get stuck in waiting for that, like God hitting you on the head or him coming down and sitting next to you. Like it doesn't happen that way. Occasionally, I mean, I've never had God audibly speak to me. Um, he's, and like you said, he speaks to us in all different types of ways. And so once we start, as we continue to grow intimate with him, right, we'll learn what that more, most common way is for me, that's reading the Bible and worship and, you know, just spending time with him usually journaling. Um, but I love that you shared that because I think so many people can get stuck in the waiting for, I love that image of you just putting out your hand. Like there's stuff when we do it physically, it's like a prophetic act of like, I'm doing this and I'm trusting that you're with me. And I, I love that image of just putting out your hand, like hold my hand, daddy, help me. Um, I try to do that a lot nowadays because it helps me even just like remember even You're not alone. Busy. When there's a lot of people around, you can't always do a long prayer, but I'm just like, okay, what's the next step? Like, I love yeah. that. That's so good. Yeah. You have so much wisdom. I love it. You have said such great things. I am so glad that we did this episode. Um, I would love for you to share as we wrap this up, um, like the what's next. And if somebody wanted to connect with you, where can they sure. find you? So basically I ended up doing the whole Stephanie Gass coursework in like six months with which again it's all God because I would never have done something like that to be totally honest. Um and then I am and I've learned that God can help me be decisive. So like if you're not decisive, anyone listening, like it's okay. You can keep growing that muscle. But like I've been kind of like, okay, I'm just launching. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing the next step. And I think we need to remember in Romans eight something or other, 28 or something. No, I think it's something else. And it was like nothing can separate us from God's love. So if we're legitimately not like secretly going the wrong way, you know, like we're honestly openly like wanting to please him and not thinking we're going the wrong way, but like we could be wrong. Sometimes you just got to make a decision. And yeah, so an that's adventure. what Steph helped me learn. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I am actually in process already, which it's been about, it's been almost one year since I found Chelsea. And this is a testament of God, what he's done for me. Cause in about one year of finding Chelsea, I will have launched a course. So that's almost done in another month called the debt-free college blueprint, which will take students step-by-step through how they also can graduate from college debt-free with their own situation. They don't have to do all the steps I lay out, but I give many options. And now, of course, God leads leads us different ways. I also like to tell people college is not necessary. You can do trade school, which I still count kind of as college because the stuff I teach can apply to trade schools too, but you could do entrepreneurial. You could do all this other stuff, but for those who want to do college and want to do it debt-free, I can take them through and I could guarantee if they follow these steps that they could get through 100% of the time debt-free. And But that also means partnering with God. That also could mean taking a little time off if they don't have the money for it. Like it's whatever God's guidance is in that, but that's my next step. And I think it's just a testament to God that in like one year, all of this changed around kind of, so that's that plan. And then I'm sorry, I'm all like scratchy in my throat. After I launch, 
I've already been praying about, I kind of need a break, (laughs) but I don't want to take like too much a break. And this is another instance where I think sometimes what God does, the Holy Spirit does is bring stuff to mind. And even if something's brought to mind though, you should still pray about it. So I've had an idea of having a little bit of a sabbatical after um, I launched my course, maybe not right after, but like the next month of maybe a week or two where it's like really using my work time for, um, spiritual growth. And then also I had, um, I had gotten Polly's, um, dream planning course uh-huh. and it really like when she had an insane sale, like a really low price. So I might be going through some of that. So it's kind of like a, it might be kind of like a CEO retreat, but I'm not going anywhere. Like, a like a look, going through Stay, a course, vacation. Like God time. Yeah. yeah stay, uh-huh. Like I might go to some libraries. I don't go to a lot. So like I get away. So after I launch, I might be doing a little bit of that. And there's a little bit of guilt there of like, should I use my business time for that type of thing? But prayerfully, I might be doing that. And then I'll probably be going through my P2P course again and just like building everything up to the next step. I'll be a baby of like one year, even though I've had my business for several years, I feel like I pretty much started it this January when I launched my podcast. I feel like that's almost like my rebirth or like my born again. <laughs> if that's okay if I can use it that way because yeah, like now I actually it. have a vision of it getting there. So um that's what I'm working on doing. I really like uh Heather, I love when you said a business street. I really want it to be that for these students. I specifically help Christian college girls graduate that free, but also with kind of their mental health intact. That's the mental piece. I'm not a therapist. It's just me empathizing with people and scripture and talking about what helped me. And so I give all free content on my podcast, Money and Mental Peace. You can find me there. I also have a Facebook group, the Christian College Grow Community, but all that you can see in the description of the podcast. So I just say, go check out the podcast. That's pretty much it. And then there are further ways to work with me if people want to go more in depth. But um, I want to thank you because this is fun because I don't always get to talk about entrepreneurial stuff. Like sometimes, like I'm actually having stuff on my podcast maybe next week to talk to my girls about other ways. Cause I think some people are in college. Like I was in college, but I still didn't want to do the nine to five thing, but I was kind of discouraged on that. Like, I want them to know that you could still go to college and then do all this other weird stuff after that's amazing. So it was really fun to talk about the other things. Well, so, I'm so glad that you said, yeah. yes, I'm so glad God connected us through stuff. And I can't wait to see what's on the other side. So we will link all of the things below that you can connect with Kara. If you have college age children or you have friends who have that, or you just want to connect with her because she, as you can tell, already has so much wisdom to share. So I thank you for being on the show and I can't wait to see what God has next for you. Thank you. 